This mind. This, this, this. This mind. This, this, this. Twenty twenty has taken someone else, and it is my beard. I've had my beard for like ten years, and uh, due to the lockdown that I was uh, non voluntarily done to whatever, uh, I have to shave my beard to go back to work. But do you know what I said, Reverend Warriors? You know what I said? I'm going to leave this mustache, and this mustache is the proverbial middle finger to COVID nineteen. If you came back, Jeremy, if you came back, <laughs> if you went back in time, I say this a lot, but can you imagine going back in time and being like, not even that far, like we're talking, what, what is this? Uh, 11 months. We go back 11 months and you see yourself before you're here in this shit show and you go, hey, <laughs> are you sitting? Because I got something to tell you. And you'd be like, you wouldn't believe any of it. And if no. I started, if I started with my beard is going to be shaved by the end of the year, I'd be like, no, it's not going to happen. That's complete bullshit. That's not going to happen. And now it is. And my kids just went to bed crying their eyes out because my beard is gone. And it's like when they've they've seen this since I, they were babies. And then suddenly here's this guy in the house who looks like me kind of from here up, sounds like me, but isn't me. So I get it. It blew their little minds, but um, makes sense why Steve the dog was barking. Yes. Yeah, Steve doesn't like me either now. God. So kids are revolting the dog is revolting <laughs> but i don't look at it as losing a beard i see it as gaining a mustache mustaches are like they're the beards from 10 years ago when beards are kind of like oh that guy's got a beard he must he must operate now i'm just kidding but um yeah yeah i think that's where mustaches are and so in 10 years when i'm forced to shave this mustache that'll be the true into all this. Welcome everybody to the 21 Gun Podcast, the official podcast of the Irreverent Warriors. I am your host, Kevin Sullivan. With me tonight, as always, is Jeremy Walton. We're, we're, what were going to call you? Producer Jeremy. Producer. PJ. PJ in the house. Um, tonight is a special episode because you might notice that this is not Thursday when we really go. Uh, this is Wednesday and it is Thanksgiving Eve. Have you, we talked about this. Um, Thanksgiving Eve I... isn't it's not a big thing uh, for other parts of the world. I didn't know no. this. Hold no, on. it's it's weird. Like you hear, you hear like the eve of Halloween. You hear the eve, Christmas Eve, etc. New Year's Eve. But then when someone's like, "Hey, man, it's Thanksgiving Eve," they look at you like, "Wow, so you spent the entire day at the store?" Basically, at the bar. That's basically how you do it. Hey, guys, if you're watching this on the 
Instagram side, on head, over, Instagram. head over to um, just 21gun.net, spell it out, 21gun.net, and uh, you'll see clicks, links to the um, live show. So I'm going to say goodbye to you guys and say hello to these guys. There can you, you go. Can you can you post on that while boomer. I talk to these guys? Yeah, Damn, I can't do two things at once. Come on now. Oh, man. Anyways, uh, I'm no longer quarantined for now, so I'm excited about that. But the first three or four days were horrible. The last ten days were pretty fucking nice. I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know, man. The the texts I've been getting, man, it, life sucks. So initially, I admit, initially it was not a fun thing to do. But uh, as time went on, and I realized that the normal time where I am, thank you, where I am commuting to work, that 30 minutes that I, I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping like a baby. Uh, I go to work in blue jeans and a t-shirt. Uh, what else? Um, I've been eating my face off. That's the, that's it. I get it. Cause a lot of people yeah. were like freaking out about the COVID 15 or whatever. I get that. Cause it's like, you know, what am I going to do? I'm here. What <laughs> did you have more? You said COVID 15. Is it COVID 19? No, no, no. COVID 15, the 15 pounds that people put on with COVID. Oh, all right. Uh, see, I missed the jarhead joke. Oh yeah. It's gone. Yeah. I lost it. Anyways, um, so I'm going to miss quarantine. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, health wise, here's the other weird thing. So I track my, my um, I'm not going to geek out for you. I mean, it's too late. Second, yeah, yeah. I'm sitting here talking. I'm going to geek out. But this tracks something called heart rate variability. Heart rate variability is a factor of stress. So if your heart rate is extremely regular, like boom, boom, set a metronome to it. That's not a good thing. Wait, is that a good thing? No, no, that's not a good thing. No. Uh, because that means your body's sympathetic nervous system is kicking in. Your sympathetic nervous system is the fight or flight. It's the thing that makes us all jacked up when you see a police uh, lights in the back of your car or someone shoots at you or whatever. So if you have a very low heart rate variability, uh, that means you're stressed. At least you are underneath everything. So over the last two weeks, I've been, I mean, I, I've been monitoring mine for years, but my heart rate variability went to like 40 to like 80. So I am super <laughs> relaxed. I am very chill after quarantine. It worked out pretty good for me. Maybe because you finally got some sleep. Yeah, that could be it too. Cause I get to sleep in a little later or I don't know. Uh, I'm not gonna lie. I liked it. I liked being quarantined. Uh, but now I have to go back to work. So, and thus lose my bear, uh, beard tonight. Uh, if you're into the hippy dippy approach to wellness, the, um, meditating, the sitting out back in your yurt, um, one time I went to a, a Mayan sweat lodge down in Mexico. True story. Uh, really, I don't really like where hot. this is going. No, I just felt really good. That's oh, all. okay. Just, wait. Uh, mm, yeah. Um, but anyways, think about yeah, it. if you're into that hippy dippy thing, then this show is going to be for you tonight because we have Ron. I'm going to mess up your name, dude. Millward. Why would I mess that up? It's easiest. Ron Millward. He's the founder of Balanced Veterans, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to educate, advocate, and empower non-traditional modalities for veteran health. Um, here's a taste of what he does. Can you bring up video one? Sure can, man. Come on, producer Jay. I got you, buddy. That's not it. That's what you had in the line, man. Mm. There it is. And if you read my notes, everyone, it says cue it to a minute and 45 seconds. Oh, God. Oh, that actually Jeremy, that? huh? Education Go or to a minute 45. Oh, see, so yeah, I, I literally clicked on everything. Okay, man. right there. Perfect. Okay, check this out, guys. Check this video out. We're getting in an ice bath, baby. 
You got a good view in there. Same breath. Four seconds in, six seconds out. Slow down. It's pretty awesome. All right, I'm intrigued. You, you can take that down. But yeah, that's who's going to be on our show tonight. The guy who sits in a bucket of ice. Uh, I hear a lot of good things about that. It's the cryotherapy. Well, one of them's cryotherapy where you actually get into a, a room with negative 200 degree <laughs> nitrogen bathing you, freezing your nipples off. Uh, the other way is um, like what he just did. And actually, I have a little, I have a little, I don't want to call it a pool. It's a, it's a, a trough. It's a trough. It's a giant trough in my backyard. And I've been thinking over the last few years that I should just, because in the winter, it's going to be like 30 degrees in there. If At it's least. cold. Yeah. I might go and, and, and go in there. There's a guy named Wim Hof, W-I-M-H-O-F. Now this guy is, is really trippy. So Wim Hof, he, I, I, like if he tells a story, he said he was walking down the street and he saw the river. He's from like Iceland or somewhere like that, maybe Greenland. And he looked and he saw the frozen river and he said, I'm going to go jump in that. And he went and he jumped in and he felt great. So he's like, I'm going to keep doing that. And then he got better and better at it. Now, I don't recommend anyone to do this without actually reading and learning and, and maybe even having a professional do it because it can kill you and it has killed people. But he goes in there and he does it and he learns these breathing techniques. And then he becomes like superhuman, like beyond superhuman. We're talking this guy. I think if I'm correct, he hiked Mount Everest in basically a pair of silky shorts. And that's it. He, he swims underwater. He swam underwater for like 200 yards up at the Arctic Circle and his eyeballs froze. So he said he, he almost died. That was a, one of the few times he almost died because he couldn't see anymore because his eyeballs froze. Uh, what else does he do? Um, he, he does a lot of that ice stuff. So they look at it and they're like, well, how can this guy do that? So they, they put a, a probe down into his stomach to test his uh, core body temperature. And it's just through breathing that he keeps his core body temperature. I, actually, do you want, I want to say it raised uh, when he was doing it. So then they That's start crazy. looking into this guy. Oh, it's insane. Look him up. Wim Hof. Uh, I'll get him on the show. Not likely to happen, but he, um, so he's like, if I breathe like this and I, and I, you know, do this meditation and this guided thing, whatever, he can actually, uh, kick, kickstart his, his immune system. So what they did is they're like, okay, uh, we'll see how true this is. Right. So they inject him with enterovirus, I want to say, or enterotoxin or something like that. Basically gives you horrible diarrhea, nausea, your, your abdomen starts to hurt and all that stuff. So they, they shot him up with this full of it and like 15 test subjects, all the test subjects get sick, like within minutes. And Wim Hof is just sitting there like, <sighs> doing whatever. And I'm screwing it up. He does a whole breathing thing, but, and he, he, his body battled off enterotoxin just from breathing. So, uh, there's a rider. Pretty Everybody cool. Breathe. Pretty cool. So, uh, I think this is going to be a cool episode because we're gonna be talking about all that stuff. Announcements, Christmas episode for everyone or anyone who is local or you don't even have to be local. Just hop in your car, come up and see us. Uh, on December 15th, we'll be broadcasting live from Revival 1869. One of the owners, Mike Stojic, is a former Marine and officer. And the other owner is Malia Christie, a big supporter of the military. They were hit hard during the lockdowns, as is any small business that wasn't allowed. I mean, they're a bar and they're actually, look, I think I have my little shout out here. Which camera's on? Yeah, you can't really see it. This is a glass from Revival 1869. Don't tell him I stole it. Um, 
so uh yeah they got hit hard so uh, we're gonna do a live show over there and if you're local come down buy a few drinks and then there's something else let me pull it up here um mike sent it to me but i don't see where i wrote it down so let me pull up Ooh. my phone and i will read this part to you so mike stojic okay also on december 15th again for anyone local free holiday meals for vets and anyone needing a good ass meal <laughs> this i'm reading this verbatim from his text to me anyone needing a good ass meal and a little love this holiday season 2020 is bullshit. we want to help make it a little better Pick up a meal at Revival 1869 between 5 and 8 p.m. Uh, if you don't know where Revival is, uh, Jeremy will pull up the um, the address. But just put in Revival 1869. You know the way the way the Twitters and the, all that stuff work nowadays. You'll be able to find it. Uh, oh, look it. It's he actually wrote, it's 20, 222 East Main Street, and that's here in Clayton, North Carolina. They're smoking turkeys and ham. Each meal will consist of smoked turkey, smoked ham, potatoes, green beans, dinner roll and dessert and here's the here's the cool thing it's totally free so um i think that's awesome they're just trying to keep people fed and feeling that homeness i guess during the holidays so again that it's december 15th we're going to be broadcasting live right when this part ends the meal part but pick up a meal eat it come hang out drink some some bourbon with us and we'll have a good time so looking forward to that because what is Irreverent Warrior is all about. It's about bringing people out of isolation. And this is one of the great ways to do it. And I, I love the fact, I love the fact that there's people like Mike um, and, and thousands of other people that put their time and effort into, into uh, helping out other veterans and helping out other people. So that is that. We have two hikes remaining this year. Uh, oh, do you know what's cool? The last week, someone, uh, I guess a listener off of Instagram texted me and she was like, or uh, DM'd me on Instagram, was like, hey, uh, I had never been part of a Silky Psych. I don't know what it is, blah, 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 even though she watches the show. Right. But she um, she was down at San Antonio and she saw you guys walking by and she's like, I was so motivated. That was the awesomest thing I saw ever. And I'm like, sweet, now you have to get your ass over to a Silky Psych. So that was pretty cool. That was last weekend. Uh, December 5th, which is what, a week from Saturday? Correct. Uh, is Las Vegas. A lot of good people out at Las Vegas. I wish that at the beginning of the year before COVID kicked in, that was going to be one of my hikes to go to. Uh, but unfortunately, I won't be able to make that one. I would love to, but I won't. And December 12th, this guy's going to be there, Key West, Florida. Next year, we're planning on 70 or so hikes. That's a massive jump. Uh, what was it like three years ago? It was 40 or 50. Last, we had maybe like 30 less, something. 30. Less. And now we have 70. Yep. That's a lot of hikes. Think about it. There's 50 states. There's 70 hikes next year. So this is going to be, and eventually when this COVID thing disappears, which we keep hoping it does, it's just going to be the way it was. And we'll all be happy. One day, one day. Hey, Jeremy, I noticed you're wearing a new shirt. Man, it's like it came in the what? mail yesterday. Oh, look at that. And tell me about this Grunt style. I don't think I've ever heard of the t-shirt brand Grunt style. style of Grunts. Is that, is that what it is? It's a nice company that we are now partnered with. T-shirts, they help with hikes. They help with social media. We just had Cindy, our president, on with them. They did a live show. She got to talk about the organization and what we do and what we, the mission we tend to get out, we try to get out there to fellow vets and even to our civilian counterparts just so we can get the word out there. Yeah. And they're an awesome, awesome uh, organization. It's, it's, I think it's totally staffed by veterans. I'm not sure on that one. However, go pick up your shirt. Show them the, uh, the shirt link. So the shirt link, here we go, because oh, I'm also wearing it. Okay, there, you just had it up. Hashtag, oh, yeah, hashtag. Yeah. 
Gotta bring it up, man. New job for Jeremy. There you go. So we have not all heroes <laughs> wear pants. Uh, and then that's also in in women's cut. And 20% of those proceeds go to Irreverent Warriors. And Irreverent Warriors does wonderful things. So check that out. Also, check out some IW merch. Oh, man. Uh, Irreverent right Warriors. Did you pull that one up? If you haven't there gotten your go. merch, don't get your silkies from anywhere else. Go to reverentwarriors.com, buy your silkies, buy your shirts, buy your hoodies. It is winter. Yeah. Don't forget, we do have hats. We have hats. We have tumblers, which I will bring that back up here in a second. Oh, Product a placement. I wish someone would buy me a tumbler for Christmas. I'm just saying, man, you got your tanks, you got your accessories. You can even go into fanny packs. No way. I bought mine. Yeah, man, I got Seriously? one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Nate, Nate McDonald, that's his thing. He always wears the fanny pack. Oh, yeah. Nate and Anna both. And, and the mustache. So now I'm realizing how cool he is because I suddenly feel a lot cooler. You um, need your koozie during the hike. Here you go, man. That's Here's right. Your can holder. And also, because tis the season, if you guys are saying, hey, do you know what? I like all this merchandise, but I want to support the 21 Gun podcast. Hold on. I look like an old time. Uh, I was just wearing a shirt. That's why I showed that. You can head over to the 21 Gun uh, T-shirt store and look at We got all sorts of designs. Uh, I think the best one, come over here. We'll, we'll look at those real quick. So um, yeah, I, I was just trying out different designs, seeing what looked good. And I think the best one is, scroll down, scroll down. Where is it? Where That guy right there. Uh, just pull up either one of those. That thing's awesome. So I have one of those right here. If you want to click to the main camera, see this? See this? In fact, I should give this away to someone. Uh, you know Christmas what? giveaway. Do you know what? I'm going to, if you come to the, the revival 1869, uh, thing, we will give out, I will give out three t-shirts. Boom. That means you show up. Does that, do I, do I get one? Mr. Moneybags? No, <laughs> you don't. You just sit there and run the stuff. I'm okay with that. Like you're supposed to, uh, anything new with the Reverend Warriors? That's, so it's your job. Other than that, we have just before Key West, because that's kind of the big hurrah at the end of the year. Silkies and sequins. More tickets have just been added in order for people to, to attend. And if you haven't gotten a ticket, get it now. Get it fast because tickets will go. And it is the most flashy, most dapper, fun event you can have before a hike besides Raleigh. So if you get that's a chance, right. sign up for Key West, book your flight or drive, book your hotels now because everything is filling up fast sequins of dresses and coats and 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 well, silkies you can't go wrong man it's it's a great time so Sounds if you get a like, chance go down uh it's on my bucket list that and uh puerto rico and hawaii basically anywhere there's palm trees i'm all about i'll go do that stuff although do we have any like really cold ones do we have one in denver i don't think there's one in denver we had one in denver actually, really i think i want to wear silkies and ski boots yo i would support that i'm <laughs> not gonna lie i might do that this year all right, Jeremy, I think it's time for news around the AOR. Uh, I need a stinger for that. If you guys don't know, in the biz, a stinger is when, well, that whole uh, tribute to my beard at the very beginning, that's a stinger. It just plays music and does things like that. Um, but we'll pretend that we just did a stinger. Choo, 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 choo. News from around the AOR. Here's something cool. Uh, and I'm trying to keep, I guess, the, uh, these news sources in tune with health and wellness, which we're going over tonight. Um, but have you ever heard of ketamine? I have heard of ketamine. Now, uh, apparently people abuse it. Uh, I don't know why anyone would do that because I work in medicine and if I give a, someone a dose of ketamine, I'm basically killing them. 
I mean, they will be paralyzed from their head to their toes. And it, you do what you do is if someone needs to be intubated, you obviously don't want someone to have a gag reflex or someone to have any sort of consciousness because you won't be able to get in there. So you hit him with ketamine and then it's it's like pulling a grenade and throwing it, but standing over it and then trying to put the pin back in. I don't know. That, that doesn't work, but whatever. You no. get the idea. That never works. <laughs> so uh, you, you shoot them with uh, ketamine. They go down. Well, they're usually in a bed and then you intubate and hopefully you intubate correctly because you know, you're going to be breathing for them. So what I wrote, I just saw a, um, uh, uh, article on military.com, uh, after experiencing a small dip in, uh, so basically it's suicides and drug abuse and all that are all the same sort of thing, right? We're all, it, it all stems from anxiety, depression, mental health issues. Um, after experiencing a small dip in 2018, drug overdose deaths in the United States rose 4.6% in 2019 to 70,980. Uh, I, a friend of mine told me what that equals per day. And it's actually pretty shocking, uh, considering most of those deaths come from fentanyl that's coming from overseas. So it's almost like we're getting, it's almost like China is, is attacking us with chemical warfare. Right, because they're bringing this stuff over and people are dropping dead. Uh, studies of opioid overdoses among male Afghanistan and Iraq uh, U.S. military veterans estimate that around one in seven active duty Army service members are taking prescription opioids. Now, that doesn't mean abusing, but that still means taking. And and as a medical provider, I rarely write an opioid for anyone. Um, when I say rarely, I, I don't think I've written one in two or three years. Not because I want people to be in pain, because I know that the chances of me turning that person into an addict is, is there. And I don't want to ruin lives because it ruins that person's life and everyone else's life who's associated with that person. So according to a September 2019 Veteran Suicide Prevention Annual Report, between 2005 and 2017, the most common risk factor for veteran suicide was opioid use uh, disorder. The deadly link between opioids and increased mortality spans both overdose deaths and suicide. But the other key driver of veteran suicide is post-traumatic stress disorder. Uh, we like to call it post-traumatic stress. Take that disorder out of there. Uh, prevalence of prevalence of combat-related PTSD in the U.S. military is as high as 17%. Um, so that's like one in five. One in five people are walking around with some sort of PTSD. So all these are, are risk factors for suicide, opioid use, addiction, PTSD, uh, and they're more prevalent in active duty soldiers. They're active duty versus veterans, but also in veterans. A recent Associated Press article reported the Defense Department is showing a 20% increase in active duty suicides. Man, it's just getting worse. 2020, I hate you. Suck it. I hate you. 20% uh, increase in active duty suicides in, in 2020. So what does this have to do with ketamine? This is pretty crazy. Uh, I don't want to get into the the total nerdiness of it. It blocks something called the MDMA M NMDA receptor and was originally approved by the U.S. Uh, Food and Drug Administration for anesthesia. Right, you knock someone out, you can intubate them. Uh, here's the cool part. Recently, a new formulation was approved for depression. While not yet FDA approved for pain management, ketamine is used off-label by some pain management physicians and is even identified as a pain reliever in the U.S. military's tactical combat casualty care guidelines. I'm doing TCC right now, and it's freaking awesome. Yeah. So how do, how do we know? Like, what does this do? Uh, when ketamine was administered to treat burn victims to cover their pain and probably intubate, because you intubate a lot of burn victims, patients not only received effective pain relief, but they were less likely to develop PTSD as a result of the event. Now, that is wild. See, if, if we can get that, well, for one, actually approved at a grander level for the general population, you could see the drops of suicide rates. You could see- it Seems like it. 
veterans and at active duty who are still going through those traumatic events or those veterans who are still living those traumatic events and haven't been treated properly. Thanks PA. We can get them the help we need. We can official, I wouldn't say end it, but we can dramatically reduce the amount of suicides that happen. Do you know, we're doing all this health talk. Let's just bring on our guest. <laughs> Let's just do it. Cause I don't want to, we'll just get stuck in something and then yeah. he'll be like, Hey, I, I wanted to mention something on that. So everyone He's welcome. Like, oh, Let me pull up his, uh, his little bio here so I can, did I already, did I already talk to about him? I don't think I did. Where's his little bio? You come mentioned here, him. Come here, you. Uh, is he up yet? Tonight's guest is Ron Millward. Oh, yeah, because I fucked up his name. Uh, he's the founder of Balance Veterans. Balance Veterans is a 501, whatever. It's a nonprofit. Their mission is to create a safe space for the education, empowerment, and advocacy of alternative therapies for veterans, which I am a huge proponent of. We partner with professionals, businesses, and other organizations to support veterans and their families living in a balanced life. Uh, Welcome, welcome, uh, Ron. We're, when we were talking there, did you want to chime in at all? Oh, absolutely. But one, <laughs> you, man, I have never been called hippy dippy before. I think that's hilarious. <laughs> hippy dippy, man. Uh, that's when I when I first grew my beard. Rest in peace. Take a sorry. moment. It's still it's still very. I'm sorry for you. Still very fresh on my mind. Uh, when I first grew my beard, I got out of the military. And we were looking for houses and I, we went to this one house and there was like a little lake, a little pond and a gazebo thing. And I looked at it and I was going through some, some things. And I was like, I, I visualize myself because I used to be, people don't believe this. I was like type A on steroids. I was so type I A. That. I was like, <laughs> like if you screwed up something on my aircraft, I was the guy that would run down and be like, <laughs> and I didn't like that. I didn't like who that was. So when I got out, I looked at this area and I, in my head, I was like, I'm going to grow a beard and do yoga by the water. <laughs> and I grew the beard. This is 13 years ago. I grew the beard and I became that person. I literally switched from a type A to a type B. Um, I don't know what the fuck. I just went on a, a little good tangent for you, man. I mean, I just you, I, man, for real. a little plug. I uh, I, re I resort to my emergency drinking water. Ah, there you go. Helps me out. No, you gotta you gotta learn to relax. Anyways, I forget where I was going with that. Basically, uh, yeah, it's it's important. It does. Uh, you know, the hippy dippy lifestyle actually works pretty damn good at mental health. So, uh, yeah, that's why I brought it up. So Ron, tell us, uh, let's start. I like to find out just a little bit like where you grew up and, and things like that. What's your backstory? What's your origin story as my yeah. uh, producer would say? Yeah, I actually grew up in Lancaster County, Pennsylvania, which is uh, Amish country about an hour outside of Philadelphia. And, um, yeah, from there I joined the military, the air force at 17 and, uh, went in as a vehicle operator. You said you were Air Force as well. What were you? You said aircraft, something with uh, aircraft. I was a. Oh, look at this weird thing. Hold on. There we go. There we go. I was a C-130 navigator. So oh, nice. I was. I was a flyer. That's why I was the guy who would freak out if something was broken on the airplane. But so so we trucks, were those annoying guys driving the uh, the pilots around to get to their plane. Oh, okay. Like you did. Oh, uh, you did the crew bus. Some of that, yeah. And then we did, you know, all anything that anything that had wheels, we drove. So nice. you know tractor trailers and forklifts and all that shit. I remember, uh, I don't remember what, what year it was. Let's call it 2005. Um, we were at Aliyah Salem. Uh, just, I forget why I was there. Uh, and anyways, uh, all these Air Force dudes come up. Young guys, young guys like 16, no, 18, 19, <laughs> 20, they weren't 16. This is World War II uh, or the Civil War. No, but um, 
all these young guys come up and I start talking to them because they had what looked like maintenance. No, they, I don't even know what their badge was. Uh, and these guys are like, when dude's talking to me and he's like, man, I wanted to be a, uh, a medic. Uh, the other guy's like, oh yeah, I wanted to be a drone pilot, whatever. And he's like, everyone was trained to drive trucks and now they were issued M4s and they went to San Antonio to learn like the, the combat truck driving, whatever. Yeah, that and that's me, what man. they did. That was you? Dude, that was me. Yeah. I did uh, convoys through Iraq and that's what, uh, what led me to doing this work, I guess. <laughs> that's what's that's what's funny is because people will say, "Oh, you did Air Force. How do you have PTSD?" It's like, dude, you don't War on Terror. You, I met these guys. Sorry, I'm gonna stop talking because I tend to talk a lot. But I, I met these guys up in Balad. No, no, no. Whatever, it doesn't matter. At this air base, and they were wearing Navy fatigues or whatever they're called. And I was like, "What the hell are you guys doing out in the middle of a desert?" And they're like, "Dude, we're washing trucks." <laughs> like, I don't know why they got that job. Uh, Mortaritaville. So they're like, here, we thought we we're going to be in a boat all day long. Like, yeah, man, the, the modern military, nobody's safe. You, you could wind up oh, in yeah. some crazy situations. I spent time at joint baseball. I definitely know that, man. Um, yeah, I think, uh, at most jobs are in every branch. So, you know, we were doing convoys with the army, um, our, our maintenance, you know, army, we had Marine quick response. So it was, you know, it was cool. Nice. I, uh, I then immediately retrained after uh, that horrific deployment. Uh, well, not immediately. There was some time there with PTSD and figuring that stuff out. But I uh, then went into 4 and 0. So I was an aerospace medic uh, retrained. Awesome. Uh, you said aerospace medic. I couldn't hear you quite well. Yeah, aerospace medic. Oh, what is that? I've never heard that that uh, uh, AFSC. What is that? That AFSC for the non uh, elitists uh, like me and Ron here. Uh, that is your Air Force specialty something. Shit, MOS, whatever you. It's your MOS. It's your yeah, MOS. Yeah. yeah but yeah, uh, what's the AFC for that? When like people are medevaced out uh, for anything really, or just medevaced, they're the nurses that sort of help with that. So we had we got our EMT certification. I had like my LPN for the Air Force. We were just sort of. They, I could not believe the medical freedoms that we had with that role. Um, and then I landed at the Pentagon just like doing flight physicals for, you know, sec def and random people. It was pretty wild. Was cool. Dude, were you sticking your fingers up people's butts at MEPS? Is that you? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, he said my, he said his fingers aren't big enough. Oh, no, okay. no okay. it wasn't me. Uh, no. Nice. Um, now, so when you were the training for flight medic, was that like uh, paramedic? Was that EMT? I've never heard that. This is kind of yeah. Cool. It was it was EMT, and it was with the Navy. So we did corpsman training down in San oh, Antonio. Nice. Yeah, it was really really dope. I feel like that was where like my love for medical really sparked and came alive. I just uh, started to really understand how the body worked and functioned, and started to learn more about myself. It was really cool. I okay, really, uh, really love that training. So you were part of the shit show, which we call Iraq, and uh, you come back home. Tell us about that, the transition. There's two transitions. There's one trying to be a person in society again, and the second transition is you go from being in uniform where you know, you're know you driving trucks with someone next to you that you might not like but you would trust to keep you alive uh, to being around civilians. Tell us, tell us about those transitions. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, we hear a lot of people talk about just the difficulty of that transition. And what I would really venture to say is I'm still transitioning. And um, I think that, you know, for some of us and, you know, a lot of people that I've met, it can it can be a lifelong process of really equipping yourself with tools and, and having things to be able to uh, really find mental freedom 
when some of those thoughts may come back up and that sort of stuff. But really, I had a difficult time, you know, connecting in the civilian sector. I, you know, I've worked for a couple uh, larger nonprofits and, you know, would have my, we were, you know, it wasn't that I butted heads or that I couldn't work or function. It just was different. You know, I mean, we, we have like a, a way higher attention to detail, you know, you're, you're nitpicking things and I don't know, it's just, there was just this always comfortable, uncomfortable friction. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I'm, I, I think that a lot of us are still trying to figure that out. And especially when you leave something with such a purpose or what you think is a purpose, like, you know, I was a staff sergeant and I did all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. You know, that, that, um, when you leave, you're, you're kind of nothing, yeah. you know, and, yep. and you're like, okay, so now what? And from there, I think it's important to really figure out really what is next for you. And some people choose to keep that identity of, you know, military lifelong and some people leave it completely. And uh, it's really interesting to see the paths that people take. It's funny how you bring that up because uh, I had a, a guy on the show uh, just recently, his name's Jeff Morris, really nice guy. He wrote a book called Legion Rising, I think. Uh, it's usually over there, but I, I must have moved it. So I forget things. But um, what was he just posted something on one of his, his social media sites and it was like, yes, here's a picture of me as um, uh, Army Infantry Officer. That's not who I am. It's who I was. Yeah. Uh, I don't deny that's who I was. It was part of who I am today. And it helped build. It's a building block to who I am. And he said, yeah. it's a, it's a fine line to go from perseverating. Sorry, Jeremy, uh, perseverating on something that happened a long time ago. But, uh, I guess, I guess what I'm getting at is there's a healthy way to, to think about stuff like that. And there's a non-healthy way, um, so tell us about you. Uh, you said you had some some post traumatic stress. When did you when when did you discover this? Not that you discovered, but when did it, you know, flash on your radar and say, "Uh oh, something's not working out right." Man, uh, I, you know, a lot of that stuff really. As I look back on it, I've reflected on this so many times. I've done so much therapy and you know a lot of work on myself to really think about it. And you know, I know all of these distinct moments, but really, it was a blur. You know, I, I remember starting to like heavily start drinking and you know i was on the pharmaceuticals and you just start to at some point transition to that zombie on the pharmaceuticals yeah what what did they have you on what was your cocktail um well you know i actually had a bunch of weird shit like for a while they thought i had some like mood disorders with my ptsd so i was on like uh i had like lamictal and they even tried on lithium and some like mood stabilizers so that with ssris on top of benzos uh, you know, Klonopin and just different things to it, it really at at some point and, and you don't see this shit when you're in it. You know, you sort of just like, OK, you know, that's the next thing we'll try. And you just kind of in there. But at some point I was like, what in the hell are like any of these pills even for anymore? You get yeah. so frustrated because I didn't feel better. I didn't even feel at all, you know, yeah. and and uh, I think that that. That really, you know, I had I had a really detrimental suicide happen after I'd gotten back, and uh, that was when I sort of downward spiraled, man. Um, um, lost my buddy Mike, and, and we had talked right before it, and just, you know, just really, really difficult. And uh, I, I just started to really isolate from people, um, including my partner at the time, and just different, you know, people in my unit, and I just really didn't even... Uh, want to associate and i just started to really isolate and, and branch off started drinking and then i tried to uh commit suicide um while i was at the pentagon actually i took a bunch of pills drank a bunch of alcohol 
and I was institutionalized. Um, Yeah, man, really, really, really rough. Uh, And when I finally came to face that and when I was, you know, when I went through this treatment, um, Walter Reed and, and then they had sent me to an alcohol treatment facility, which, you know, I realized I'd never had a problem with alcohol. I feel like I have a healthy relationship, but um, I was running, man. I was completely running away from these emotions because I didn't know how to feel them. I didn't know how to talk about them. I, you know, I mean, it, it's just, you, you just cover it up, you know, and you're like, all right, I'm going to drink, I'm going to do this. And then you want to leave that world. And, you know, when you're in that, I legitimately thought that there just could never be another way of life. Like that I'm not going to find freedom and I'm not going to be, I'm never going to find like a normal and uh, I'm not saying I found that. I'm not saying I found complete freedom. And I know the sure. answer, everyone, because as you just talked about, we have a fucking terrible suicide epidemic in our community. And um, it's not getting any better with the isolation and with what's going on. And so we don't have the answer. But I do believe that, you know, we can incorporate some other alternative therapies to really help. Um, and if you're uncomfortable, you can at least try to be a little more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tell me um, and if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to. But uh because obviously irreverent warriors, uh, our goal is to prevent veteran suicide. Uh, did you have a, a plan? Was it something that throughout that week you were thinking, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Or did you just have a meltdown? And it was like, it, tell us the mindset you were in when you took uh, the pills. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good question. I, uh, I was having suicidal ideations actually uh, from, I believe it was one of the medications. I was kind of talking openly with my doctor about that. And um, I would just sort of uh, sort of ask, um, you know, hey, is this normal? I don't really feel right. And I was having like it wasn't myself, you know, like and I, I got pretty in tune with my emotions. And at one point I, I was like, this is never going to end. I was like really miserable living on my own, isolated. Um, you know, to me, I had, you know, E5 pay single, like live in the dream in DC, metropolitan D.C., you know, like what that that should be good, but it wasn't. And, um, you know, so I just decided to uh, take a bunch of pills and drink alcohol. But I then I believe I told I like called my mom, talked to my mom. And um, I don't remember exactly how all of that stuff went down. But next thing I know, I'm, I'm in an emergency room, stomach pumped, all that kind of stuff. Yes. And, uh, you know, it, it's a traumatizing um traumatizing experience to then be put into you know the psych ward and that in itself was wild i mean i I immediately was like i'm not supposed to be here like i i uh you know had a crisis and freaked out but the way that they treated me and just the just the way that it was you know um but i actually connected it's really really interesting i uh connected with a couple people in there that i am still in contact with that um just a really beautiful moment to like know that we were in a really dark place when when we had met and now like what we're doing and and living these thriving lives some of us and trying to figure it out but uh yeah it's, it, it was a life-changing experience for sure um hold on jeremy has a question <laughs> it's not so much a question it's more of a, i've realized and noticed that among the veteran communities we find some of the strongest and longest built bonds at our worst times. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's guys you served with guys you've met through group, even group sessions and stuff like that to where you realize you're not alone. You're like, Holy shit. I can yeah. relate. Oh, I'm not alone. Holy God. We have the same shit. Let's hang out. And then you just <laughs> develop these lifelong relationships and 
I mean, I wouldn't be in Irreverent Warriors if that wouldn't happen. So, I mean, we all have our moments, but yeah, man, I'm glad you're alive and that's awesome. Uh, let me ask you a question. When did you, so obviously you were going through the typical treatment, right? Um, we've, well, if you've been diagnosed with, with PTSD or any sort of issue like that, uh, it's SSRIs, it's SNRIs, it's sleeping meds, it's anti-anxiety. It's, I mean, it's a whole boatload of stuff that makes Combat you feel cocktail. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's horrible. And you don't think as a young guy, you know, you're, you're, I think I was 30 when they put me on that cocktail. It, it's, it messes with everything. People don't realize that the body is a fine tuned instrument. And when you start messing with these different chemicals, the, the downstream changes to your body can be pretty significant. Now this isn't to poo poo, uh, modern medicine because there's a lot of people with like true organic mental health issues. You know, your, your bipolar, your schizophrenia, where these medicines save their lives. But for a situation where, you know, you take a person and you put them on a road and every pile of sand could possibly something that takes your life, um, every truck on the side of the road could have a Sam in the back. It, it's, it's, not a, it's not a normal place. And it's almost like, it's almost like jump off a roof. You broke your ankle. No shit, you broke your ankle. You jumped off a roof. Well, no shit, we have mental health issues. We, we had all these bizarre experiences. The problem is the answer is to treat it like it is an organic uh, schizophrenia or bipolar. And, and I don't, and I'm, I'm confident as a medical provider and someone who's just spoke to a lot of people, that's not always the, the proper way to address these things. So um, I just realized I'm talking to this camera and I have this one up. So that's cool. Uh, so, <laughs> so tell me, when did you go from the traditional uh, medical treatment to, uh, I mean, to, to jumping into a barrel full of ice that we showed at the beginning of the, uh, <laughs> the, the video. Oh my God, man, you're cracking me up. Um, yeah, I mean, it didn't, I didn't go straight to the barrel of ice. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> that's I, not uh, number one, not number one. Um, it, it was, man, I had a really, really rough struggle. Probably. I probably didn't find my alternative therapies until, uh, I'd say maybe, three to four years post-service, so I struggled for quite a while. Um, what was different, I think what saved my life, to be honest with you, was I was plugged into a community. Had I not had that community, it would not have worked, but I'm, I myself kind of left the veteran identity behind. I went to working for like churches and stuff like that and um, had no desire to really connect. I did connect. I was connected with people that I was in the military with, but I really, again, ran from that identity and was like, all right, now what am I? You know, and I want to... Yeah figure out what that looks like. And I was scratching, you know, trying different things. And so, um, you know, that, that was, uh, that, that was probably three years, three years of a struggle. And then I, um, I ended up finding out about plant medicine and that really changed the game for me. Sure. There's always the aha moment, um, when you're doing like, uh, alternative therapies and stuff like that. Uh, so I am trained formally trained through Duke medicine in what's called integrate integrative health. Right. And you would think go, an integrative medicine or integrative health or whatever is, um, gosh, there's all sorts of names for it, motivational, uh, counseling, um, discovering whatever it is. So I went through that and then I try to counsel patients on altering their eating habits to curb diabetes or maybe uh, meditation to quit smoking and reduce anxiety and stuff. I find it 
most most people don't get that aha moment. It's it's not something that you can say, oh, okay, I'm going to stop drinking sugar today or I'm going to stop um, smoking today. It's like in medicine, it's usually someone who has a spot on their lung or they have a heart attack and then they're like, yeah. okay, yeah, that's mm, this is my come to Jesus. Now. Yeah. yeah, but with 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 people who inside they want to change, but they haven't had that aha, aha, aha moment. How do you, how do you, how do you find that? I mean, it's, and I do this for a living and I have no answer for that. What, what's your answer if you have one? Yeah, man, that's a really, really good point. And I think that <clears throat> the bigger issue is really that, um, we don't advocate for our health as much as we need to, and we don't really truly understand it. And so we can provide all of these solutions and tell people, Hey, try this, do this thing, do that. But when, until you're like really ready to like figure out what works for you, like there, there's not going to be that aha moment. Um, I, I think that, and that's sort of what balanced veterans, you know, was is all about is we want to um, educate and show people different alternative therapies, different things that you can try because there is no one size fits all. And, you know, it's not like I do yoga and breathe and sit here. I'm not a hippie. You know, I don't do that stuff. I guess I'm a little bit of a hippie, um, but I don't do that. <laughs> hippie, hippie. I don't. I don't do that. You know, stuff every day. But I know that they're the tools in my tool belt that I can use to help me with different things. And I didn't know about those before. And they, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I think one of the biggest things when I'd gotten out of the military is I was like sitting around a fire with my family, and I like wasn't there. And I was like, man, I am. I, I don't know who I am, what I am, and I was not present. I couldn't just sit. I needed to be doing something, thinking about something else. <laughs> and like my practice was to just try to learn to be like present and to actually find myself and be like, what? You know, I don't have to keep going, 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 going. The military teaches us, you know, to go, 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 go at all times. I mean, basic training, you woke up in the middle of the night and flipping trash cans and flipping your bed. And, you know, that fight or flight's like all the time, your entire military career. And then when you get out, it's still that way. I'm still that way today. Yeah. Rushing around, rushing around, doing my shit. But like, I know I did it better than like a civilian would. No offense. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, I was like, we're like, we're like optimized. We're like highly tuned machines when we're in tune. But you know, then you throw in the chaos of mental health, and that's when my brain starts to stutter here and there, and I'm not hitting on all cylinders sometimes. And so bringing things in like breathing and those tools that I know can help when this stuff arises. Like we all, every single person has some mental health right mental health is just a term for the health of our our minds right sure, and yeah. i think that i think that everybody has struggles everybody has ups and downs and ebbs and flows in life and um really learning learning to one we know that's coming but then really learning about yourself in those moments what makes me feel like how do i feel when i am reacting to something and then from there maybe try to find an alternative therapy that might help you you know, like uh, something that you can use, like sound bath meditation or other things that may not be a traditional route, but you might not have ever tried, may have never known. And especially for people that, you know, when we talk, we kind of joked about some of those harder uh, medications that you were talking about in the beginning. But when you think about it, when somebody is at crisis, when they're in a complete crisis, when they're at the end of their rope, when they're ready to take their lives, you know what? Let's let's try ketamine. Like, I don't care what it takes. You know, I think that if there is an option for someone to be able to try something to get them to change a, a thought or a perspective on something, then maybe it is a valuable tool. But, um, you know, I, it really is an individual journey. And we don't want our lives are set up to be so fast that we don't ever pause to really take an inventory about how we're really doing. And, 
you know, what, what is healthy for us anymore and what are we eating and that what we eat affects our minds and oh, all of the different things, man. I mean, you know, this stuff, it is like, there's not a lot of education around it. There is, there's all these, like, you know, the, the people that get it, get it, but I want to make it so that it's, it's biteable for people. And they're like, all right, I'll try that. I'll, you know, I'll do this. I'll do that. Whatever. Um, just add maybe a little bit of wellness. Sure. Sorry. I can the, ramble too, man. My bad. <laughs> the it's passion, man. Uh, what I tell people is, have you ever seen the movie Blackfish? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. man. It's sad. So sad. With Blackfish, they take an orca from, I think he was a baby, and they put him in a, in a pool, right? Not big enough for an orca. I guess they mm. thought it was big enough. And then they feed it frozen fish, and the thing goes mental. The thing loses its mind. It's um, whatever the dorsal people. fin, I think it's called. Yeah. What's that? Sorry. Absolutely. It killed a bunch of people. It's still alive from what I understand. But the idea of blackfish is it it can really parallel human mental health because you look around and you say, okay, why do we have a mental health crisis? Right. We can uh, take out military service, take out any of that stuff. We, we live under fluorescent lights. We're stressed about things that aren't really there. Our stress is like, um, meeting bills or relationships or something like that. We're not, we're not stressed about like our things we made up, things we made up to keep up with the people that don't care. Yeah. 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 It's not like we're, we're, our ancestors were chased by bears and that was stress. That's good stress. That's stress that keeps you alive. We make up this stuff, but it affects the body the same exact way. And our ancestors weren't running from bears 24 seven, but in that's, that'd be a great title for a book running from bears. Write that down, Jeremy. Um, 24 seven, no, that, that, that's going to cause your brain to break. Absolutely. 100%. So it's difficult. It's very difficult to get yourself into that mindset. But when you think about it, it's the simplest thing in the world. We're human beings. We're animals. We don't need to be sitting crouched over a desk all day. Uh, all we need to do is tap into what we're supposed to eat. What does our engine run on? Right. Um, getting outside vitamin D, heck, they looked at, I think 78% of people that died of COVID so far have had a uh, low vitamin D level, simple thing like that. Right. Cause yeah. our ancestors were just outside in the sun. Um, yeah, it's just, it, we try to complicate things and, and sometimes the answer is just be a person, just be a human yeah. animal and see what happens from there and go outside and go outside. Yeah. I, it, it really, really like self-discipline you know i mean we we know we do know what we are supposed to do i think that you know well most people i don't want to assume for everyone but we know the things we need to do it's really holding ourselves accountable and doing those things and and, you know taking care self-care is is so important and really finding out what you need to do to to be able to move forward and that's the other thing like it's your environment if you are like man, I'm so miserable. I'm so miserable. Like, take a look at like where you're at. How are you living? Who are you friends with? Like those sort of things really do matter. And they feed into being a whole person, finding balance as a whole person. Tell us about uh, Balanced Veterans. When did that become a thing for you? Yeah. Balanced Veterans was back in 2019. Um, and really weird to uh, provide a safe space for the education, advocacy, and empowerment of alternative therapies for veterans and their families. And that looks a lot different. We really honestly got started in the uh, legal medical marijuana space in Pennsylvania and um, started to develop relationships with some of the growers, processors, the Department of Health, um, and people that were in our community. And one of the programs that we 
um, established was to get veterans their medical marijuana card for free or at a low cost in the state of Pennsylvania and a few other states um, this next coming year. Um, and so that has really, one, helped a, an alternative therapy that, you know, we consider medicine, I use it daily, um, it, a little bit more affordable because the price for this is very expensive. Um, there's still a lot of uh, legislation and a lot of things that need to come along to really help veterans, I think, receive better access to this. And so we are working with like uh, veterans, uh, veterans Action Council to work on high level national issues with access um, to try to really make the plant more obtainable with people. And then we had recently uh, formed what we're calling the Balanced Veterans Network. And Operation 1620 is an organization out of Chicago, Illinois, that's heavily involved in the uh, cannabis space. And so we're going to be working with them in the future to reach even more veterans and to just bring in some healthy education around it. Because, you know, in all honesty, there is still a huge, huge, huge stigma around cannabis. I mean, we're able to talk about drinking all day and, you know, there's whatever. But when somebody is using cannabis as an alternative therapy, may have even left alcohol completely and just now is using cannabis, they're still ridiculed or not ridiculed or, or looked down upon and and, um, you know, so we're trying to just educate around that and show that there are, are uh, people finding new freedom um, using a plant to, to heal. So that's one of our major, uh, major objectives is to really help people find access to that, but then really bringing in that balance. And so we're doing uh, biweekly yoga breathing classes, um, and we're going to continue to try to provide alternative therapy options and education uh, for veterans. We're excited. Do you think the DOD is paying attention to any of this? Are they are they trying to get on board with alternative therapy? Because if you look, yeah, they definitely are. Hundred percent. Everybody. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. VA VA offers free yoga. They have everything that you need. You know, to be honest with you, the VA is doing a really really great job. They have sharp people, some of them veterans, that are part of their teams trying to develop apps and things. Um, I had recently downloaded this app called the Couples Coach, and it's right through the VA, and it's actually a really cool tool for uh, relationships and PTSD and some other things. And so I, I really do feel like um, I see I see that, you know, like they're offering yoga. Here's the Philadelphia VA. They're offering yoga, and I've seen some different, you know, therapy dogs and equine therapy and bringing in other alternative therapies. But as far as cannabis, um, you know, the, the conversation's there. You are legally allowed to be in a state medical program. You will not lose your benefits. You can talk to your VA doctors about it. The only thing is they don't have a lot of education around it. They cannot uh, recommend a medical certification for you. Um, but my, my whole entire healthcare team, my mental health team knows about my cannabis use and, and they help come up with a better healthcare plan by knowing that. Um, and they see that I got off all of these pharmaceuticals and I, I was able to find this, um, and again, I don't, like you had said, you know, medication is there for a purpose. I believe that, you know, that it is necessary sometimes and that people can definitely use that as a tool like anything. But, um, you know, I really do, I really do encourage people to explore alternative options, maybe not even cannabis, but like plants. There are so many plants that can heal you, including just eating them, you know, eat a salad every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I always do this. Um, but okay. So, uh, quiet explosions movie that's available now on, um, Amazon prime is a documentary about my friend, Andrew Marr, um, about our doctor. We both have the same doctor that treats TBI who does things. So, uh, you know, he, he, watch the, watch the, the documentary. That's all I can say. Cause, or listen to my, listen to my interview of, uh, of Andrew Marr. Cause the story yeah. is so 
I, I can't tell you, like when one person tells their story about being on all these medications and being numbed from life and not feeling like a full, it's so prevalent. And uh, Dr. Uh, Gordon goes through the process of putting people on, basically it's hormone therapy. It's getting your body back to the way it's supposed to be. And it works phenomenal. I'm 95% to where I was before I, I, uh, I joined the air force in nine months after 10 wow. years of taking horrible medicines. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I, I just want people to know that the way you feel as a 29 year old, man, I was 29. I was falling asleep, like everywhere, falling asleep in my, <laughs> on my floor in the kitchen, just right. I was 40 pounds heavier than I am now. I was, just, it just wasn't a good place to be. And then I just discovered, wait a minute, uh, I'll just not eat you know, junk food anymore. I'll start meditation. I will. And then eventually I got off all the pharmaceuticals and, and went towards the, I, I don't like to call it holistic because that, it, I guess it's, it does work. That term works, but it's, you know, as a medical <laughs> provider, it's kind of a, I don't know. It's not a, it's a weird place to tread. Um, well, you, you took your healthcare, you took your health into your own hands. You know, I think that, yeah. that, that that's the most important part is like we, we come to a point where you can't really rely on anybody else to take care of you at the end of the day. So really advocating for that and doing those things, but it's not easy. Like sometimes yeah. it's harder to get up and have to do some of those things. Meditate. Oh, it's so hard. It's hike. not easy. You know, it's, it's the, it's the hard route, but it, man, you can find so much freedom and happiness this way. And, and to feel again, I think when I was able to feel my emotions again, when I could cry for the first time after being on all those freaking pills, like I was like, yeah. oh, this, this is natural. Like this is supposed yeah. to happen. I'm I'm feeling emotions. What you had mentioned about uh, hormone therapy, I am very very intrigued by that. I know that um, you know, even with some of these medications messing with your thyroid and the levels, like yeah. all of that stuff can throw you completely out of balance. I know I had some like testosterone issues, and you know, supplementing that had helped me just feel like a completely new person. Oh so yeah, I, I I highly recommend that. Even getting. You know, next time you're at like a primary doctor, get your levels checked, check your hormones, check your thyroid and just see where you're at. That stuff can be really detrimental to your health if it's not on par. Well, we're going to have uh, Dr. Gordon and um, uh, my co-host for that is going to be Alex Bratt, who he's a nurse that works in the hormone, in the testosterone replacement therapy realm of wow. mental health and traumatic brain injury. But we're going to be doing a show. I don't know when yet I got to work with Dr. Gordon. Cause I mean, the dude was on Joe Rogan. Right? Yeah. It's a deal. That's incredible. man. Kind of a big deal. Right. And now he's going to con this, this, this shit show that we call a, a <laughs> podcast. Um, dude, you're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about, uh, like I, I'm a listener. I'm like, Hey, do you know what? Uh, I, I feel like I need to make a change as far as uh, to, to, to be a better person. What can um, your organization do? Like where, what can they reach out? What, how can they get involved with? Um, I already forgot the name of the organization. I have a TV. <laughs> balanced yeah, veterans. How can they find balanced, out about balanced veterans? Balanced veterans. Yeah. I mean, we are on social media at balanced veterans or balancedveterans.com. You can also check out operation 1620 uh, on social media as well. They are doing a lot of education um, but really, yeah, reach out if you've got questions about how to get plugged in. We have a ton of connections. We're in the process of rebuilding um, a website and launching some some new things in the in the new year that we're excited about. But we do have connections to a lot of different alternative therapies, like um, you know, uh, Hives for Heroes is an incredible organization. They do beekeeping therapy. Uh, there are there are organizations that do fishing for veterans. Do you say beekeeping therapy? therapy? Oh yeah, beekeeping oh, therapy. Yeah, I've never heard really, of this. 
really, really, really? cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've I mean, they, beekeeping therapy. It's actually really yeah, cool. Yeah. Making honey and then infusing yeah. out CBD. All, it's really cool. Really I cool get stuff. I get um, agrotherapy. I understand. I mean, I, I can yeah. see it all falls kind of in the same area. I just never heard that. Yeah, it really does. It, it's caring for something. And, and you know, so we want to like, one, highlight people that are already doing amazing things and, and then point to people in that direction, but then also try to be able to, um, you know, uh, bridge that gap in the community with the education, but then also the connection. Sure. What, what were you going to say about beekeeping? So we actually have a veteran in IW who does beekeeping. I know. So, didn't Matt Reeves do Matt it? Reeves? Yeah, yeah. He made, they they've been jarring their honey and everything. I'm telling you, man, it's it's a real thing. Yeah, oh, yeah. They, they clicked right on. Like, oh yeah, we have a guy in the organization who does that. Well, yeah. I mean, that's all it takes is like so paying attention to your body, right? Paying attention to what your body's telling you. Uh, I used to I used to because I had a squirrel problem. So this year I didn't. But typically <laughs> I garden uh, and I grow vegetables yeah. and that stuff. And you get out there at the end of the day, a long day at work. And you're pruning, you're doing this and that. And it's just, your body just goes into like, <laughs> and it's just totally chill, mellow place. Grounded. Yeah. And I had a guy on, uh, from OD greens. God, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, OD greens is, uh, uh, agro therapy, agro. He, he has hydroponic, um, I guess you call them, uh, I guess they're, what are those like container units and he grows yeah. everything in there and people Pottery. come in people go in there and they, uh, they volunteer and they help out and they feel a lot better. So yeah, man, there's so many modalities to, to mental health. Uh, yeah. I, it, and it's, it, it can be overwhelming. Cause where do you begin? All right. I want to feel better. I want to get off of Fexer. I want to get off of Ambien. Um, how do I begin? Oof. Uh, uh, I don't know. How would you say to begin that, that journey? Yeah, man. It, again, it's, it comes down to, you know, if you're trying to get off ambient or trying to have better sleep, like try incorporating a yoga nidra and just listening to a meditation as you fall asleep. There are apps like uh, an app called, In, called insight timer um, that will do like guided meditations to help you fall asleep. So try like when you have it, whatever that problem is, like you said, pay attention to your body and what's going on. Is it anxiety? Is it sleep? Is it me being triggered when I'm in a room? Is that whatever the case might be? And, um, you know, ask out, ask questions, reach out to us, ask questions, or really just try to think about something that you might enjoy or um, something that could could help you find some relief from that. But again, it comes down to the community aspect of it. Uh, we've got a pretty thriving Facebook group over with Operation 1620. So when people ask a question, like there are other veterans that will chime in immediately and, and sort of help out and, and guide and lead people in the right direction. So, you know, people are not alone. There are other, there are so many veteran organizations as you guys know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, um, we say that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, we, we have a statistic that it's just some stats that we're putting on our Instagram. And I think we researched that there were over 2.5 million veteran owned businesses in the United wow. States. So, you know, there, there are a lot of vets doing a lot of really cool things and, and, you know, it's another thing we want to highlight that and, and continue to, to just partner and do good things with other orgs that are pushing hard. Awesome. Well, Jeremy just pointed out, uh, cause he runs the show. I just look good with my mustache. We've been going, <laughs> <laughs> the show has been on for over an hour. So, uh, unfortunately we have to say goodbye, but man, uh, we could talk for the next three hours on this. Stay in touch. Uh, we'll have you on again because this stuff is fascinating and saving lives, uh, you know, any way possible is what we're all about. So, um, thanks for coming on, dude. We put up your, your website on there. Uh, what's your Instagram and, and all that stuff. Yeah, just at Balanced Veterans. And man, it was such an honor to be on this. I really appreciate all you guys are doing. I'm always laughing at what you guys say and the stuff you post. So thank you for that. Oh, that is ther that's therapy, man. 
And uh, I'm, I'm super grateful for what you guys do. Sweet. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Like I said, we'll be in touch. We'll get you back on because this stuff is, is too important. You know, people need to feel 100%. So no doubt. Take care, guys. All right, Appreciate take it. Care. Thank you. Didn't I say the new rule is to stop having cool people on? <laughs> See, you, you keep stepping it up and now you're bringing that doctor on and then we're totally screwed. He wasn't a doctor. No, the, the, the doctor for quite Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, now we're just really yeah, screwed. Yeah, he might as well. I might as well put my dog Steve in this seat. What's your dog's name? Alana. You might as well put Steve and Alana at the seat because they will probably have more input than this. It's just going to be, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be uh, an interesting show to say the yeah. least. Oh, yeah. But yeah, no, I joke, uh, Ron. Um, the, the running joke is every time we have someone on, they're awesome and they make us look like two retarded people, which got five episodes in a row and I said the R word. I am sorry. I I think that's kind I'm of karma sorry. of also why you had to shave your beard. It's so for all my bearded <laughs> veterans out there, I I have well, now I I it's come true, but I have nightmares about losing my beard. It sounds so weird, but like in my dream, I'll, I'll, I'll shave. And then I wake up and I'm like, Oh man, that was just a dream. Thank God. And now I'm living that nightmare right now, which sounds so petty. There's people it's, out there battling bad. cancer. There's people out there, horrible car wrecks. And I'm complaining about a freaking beard. I think since the first time I've known you, whatever I grow is the longest that's ever been compared to you. And now it's longer than yours. I've, I must look freakishly different. It's it. I walked in the house and it was just, well, I told you that the reason why I have a beard is because I don't have a chin. I have a very little chin. It's kind of like a, I don't know what you would call it. Like a So would I have a big nipple. chin? Is that what you're saying? I have a little nipple here that is, is somewhat nipple. of a chin. And so what you do is when you have no chin is you make up for it by growing a beard. And then suddenly there you are. Suddenly you're a lumberjack and you look a lot better. And now, uh, yeah, I'm pretty pissed off about it. This isn't. People grow mustaches, like like we were saying earlier. Nate uh, has a pretty glorious mustache, and they they live it, and they're like, yeah, this is this is where I want to be. For me, I feel like let me do the percentage here. I'm about ten percent where I want to be. I think at this ones. point in time, you just got to go come down the round and just just do the whole. Did you see the picture of the guy who did? He shaved his his <laughs> he shaved his mustache, but it went down his neck and then down his chest hair and around his I nipples. Have not, but I want to look that up. I'm yeah, not try lie. to see if you can if you can pull. Actually, you know what? We should pull up. It's we we said I said last week that tonight's episode will probably go long, and that's true um, because well, it's Thanksgiving Eve, which back in what do we got? We also need the safety brief. Oh yeah, yeah. oh God, yeah, it is Thanksgiving, uh, and I have a bunch of announcements I haven't made yet uh whatever let's just play with it so uh weekend safety brief since you guys are going away for the next four days listen to this jarhead explain um uh, what you should be doing memorial day 96 right we got pfcu's here you're, you're gonna remember that i promise you that pfcu's decide to get off about noon start ripping the bottle so he gets in his lawn chair out in front of the bear in a motherfucking lawn chair. <laughs> Drinking away. <laughs> he drinks. He drinks and he drinks till about five in the morning. And then he fucking falls out. Couple Is this how they did safety briefs for you? you? Actually, yes, they did. Really? Say, hey, we're going to have a fun day at the beach. So he gets up. Still probably pretty hammered, right? All right. So he gets up. They get out to the beach. He decides he wants to rent himself a Segway. Not a motherfucking Segway. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking. 
Still killing it. Riding up and down the beach. Can we get a DUI on a Segway? Absolutely. All right. He's doing a little bit of off-roading in a Segway. Oh, wait. Getting it a I little did it bit. Wrong. Hold on. Still drinking. Pounding him away. Now he decides he wants to go fucking rent a jet ski. Go rent. Oh, this is good. All right. So we had a rough night of drinking. We had lack of sleep. Now we're doing a lot more drinking. And now what's going on? COVID. That's about it. I hope everyone has a very good Thanksgiving. Uh, let me just check my announcements to make sure. Look, we got two freaking cameras up in front. Yeah, of us. stay safe. You know, enjoy time with your family. Let me pull up this um, you know, abide by all local laws and regu- and regulations. <laughs> and know. what? what Regulation. Regulate. I'm a jarhead. Regulations. Things don't do anything wrong. Do things right. Integrity with without without people looking. That whole doing that thing right. Um, I hope you all have a wonderful time. You know, enjoy your hikes coming up, including those of us who can't make that. Just be in support of others. Reach out. Be there for each other. And if you need anything, holler. Um, Let me just run through my announcements. I think I covered everything. Just remember December 15th. Yes, December 15th at Revival 1869. Uh, who knows? You might be home. You might live by yourself or whatever. You want a meal. You might know an, a neighbor next door. You don't have to be a veteran. Uh, come over to Revival 1869 between 5 and 8 p.m. and get a holiday meal. Hang out. Come talk with us. Uh, spend some money at a, a veteran and a veteran-supported organization. Um That's it, really. I can't think of anything else. Uh, thanks for checking us out. Thanks for being here for my mustache uh, episode, my my farewell to the mustache. Uh, until next time, peace. Take care, guys.